thank you for joining us today for Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. We're glad that you're here. And, you know, we're excited to just jump in and do what we do because this is one of my favorite times of the week. How about you? Yeah, man. Yeah. And I noticed a little bit of a change in the temperature. <laughs> so, you know, that'll wake you up. That'll wake you wide awake, you know, so and make you capable, more capable of dealing with uh, your projects and your plans and, and, and putting stuff into activity, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, change of the seasons always brings about, you know, new opportunities. So, you know, we're here for you. We got the the good information that you need to kind of plug ahead um, on your journey. And uh, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and hop into it. Let's do it. All right, let's go.
right, you're listening to Music Marvels with the Chick Beats and Breezy Gibson. Our hot topic for this week is uh, why your music needs metadata. So this is something that's really important that a lot of people don't really um, take the time to make sure it's completed and um, it can have a lot of repercussions. So, you know, before we jump in, you know, completely, just want to make sure that you have an understanding. So, you know, of course, data is information already, but the metadata is kind of like on the, the smaller levels. So if you've ever had, um, and I hope that I'm not dating myself too much with this here, but <laughs> if you've ever gotten a CD from somebody, maybe at a live show or, you know, maybe your homeboy just went to the studio and laid something down and wanted you to hear it and you get this CD, you pop it in and it just says track one or, um, you know, something really generic. If you actually complete the metadata, that's what makes everything actually show up. So you can see what the track title is, who the artist is, and all that good information. So, you know, it's super important to make sure that that's there. One, aesthetically, it's way more pleasing to see that instead of track 001.5 final final cut. So, um, yeah, aesthetically, it would look a lot better to have it, but it goes a little bit deeper than that. So, you know, the first thing is accurate music metadata. Make sure that the creators are appropriately credited. So, you know, if you've got this song, you got to make sure that all of your information is in there and your collaborators as well. So, you know, if you've got a featured artist, it would really suck for them to not be able to have their name on it because they put the work in for it. So that's one major thing. Um, another is that missing or inaccurate music metadata leads to unpaid royalties when the song is played, licensed, or purchased. So, you know, if you don't have this in there, then when it comes time to make sure that you're getting the royalties for the track, you're not going to get it because if your name doesn't match up with what they have or what you've actually registered, then they don't know who to pay the money to. And so what happens is that money kind of sits in a little pool that they have for an extended period of time. And then if it's not claimed, it goes in to pay their fees and um, other things that they have. So you want to make sure that you get um, the money that you're owed. You want to make sure that your collaborators are getting the money that they're owed. So, you know, if you're missing anything in those fields, then, you know, it's a huge problem and not everybody's going to get what they deserve. Um, See, now these are some these are some strong tips for <laughs> artists out there everywhere. And so you need to zone in to what she's teaching now, to what she's teaching and preaching, because this has to do with your uh, bank account. Mm -hmm. okay, so let me back out the way so you continue on. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, um, you know, music streaming platforms, they utilize metadata to make your music discoverable to potential fans. So if you don't have the genre filled out, then they don't know where to put you. So if there's nothing there, you can't possibly get playlisted for, um, you know, anybody that's like, hey, play me early 2000s hip hop, play me 2020s hip hop. If your information isn't there and they don't know how to categorize that track, you're going to be missing out. So, you know, there's three main things right there, actually four if you want to count the aesthetic thing, which I definitely do. So, you know, you got to make sure that it's actually there. So whoever is entering the information for your digital distribution, don't leave anything blank. So if that's you, make sure that you've got everything there. 
if you've hired someone else to do it, make sure that they know uh, that everything needs to be completed. Um, also, if it's something that you're doing, like maybe you're handing out CDs that you got pressed out or whatever the case may be, you can add it directly to your songs using your computer's music software or um, other software like Digital Audio Workspace, Kid3, Audacity. So there's ways to do it um, depending on how you distribute it, but just don't leave it blank. It's incredibly important. Um, like I say, make sure that your collaborators get the credit that they deserve. Make sure that you're um, maximizing everything that you can be getting. So yeah, you don't want to miss out on those playlists and things like that. Uh, make sure that you get included in the algorithms that you want to be in. So yeah, just make sure that your music has metadata. Oh man, now, hey, again, for the artist, you better zone in to what she just said and what she is saying. Because, you know, it's one thing to to read or hear that somebody's got the knowledge uh, to help you. But then when you actually know for sure, just like with the sample that she gave you uh, in educating you, okay, that basically that was free education, okay, that that's going to help music flow and help people get uh, recognized and paid. And so... Um, so this woman right here, she's at the zenith. She's at the max. She's at the mountaintop. So again, uh, if you need uh, advice or consulting in your um, quest with music, look her up. Shoot the DMs, whatever, because um, you need to, to be aligned with someone of her uh, stature that has the knowledge that can in the end of the don't go run uh, acting like you know it all when you know you may need <laughs> <laughs> consulting don't do that if you need consulting you need to go ahead and reach out to this young lady and, and get it done so you'll be in the driver's seat and not be on the outside looking in ain't that right <laughs> yes and thank you so much for that I, I appreciate that um, something I'm really passionate about because you know this information doesn't have to be so heavily guarded as it is so i'm happy anytime that i'm able to shed some light on it oh yeah oh yeah and so uh again <laughs> what better person who has a proven track record and that track record is actually um uh, being added on to um not just on Saturdays, not just on the weekends or whatever with a radio show, but see, this is going on Monday through Sunday, okay, with various artists from around the world, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, don't hesitate to reach out and and uh, become a student, become a, a, a learner, become educated, uh, because she can help you in many, many different ways uh, concerning the music industry uh, on many different dimensions, as well as many different levels. Thank you. Yes, please do. All right, stick around. We'll be back with music industry news right after this. Okay.
right, and we are back. First off, music industry news, Warner Music has launched a new hip-hop label called Asiatic Records to create superstars in the genre, and that's in quotes. So uh, the label intends to support all kinds of promising emerging talent across the continent, regardless of gender. Asiatic says that it will lean heavily into supporting female artists in the region and to correct the underrepresentation in recorded music of female talent from Asia working in the genre. So I think that that's an awesome thing. Um, I love to to see more um, women represented, you know, especially Asian women in the, the hip hop area because hip hop is really, really universal. I know a lot of times, you know, the first thing that comes to mind might be East Coast, West Coast, and then some of the others might trickle in, you know, South, Midwest, but hip hop expands way beyond the US and there's a lot of people and a lot of different countries that represent the raw essence um, that it was built upon. So I'm really, really excited to see what comes forth from uh, Asiatic Records. Yeah, that's gonna be really good, I think. Um, you know, people expressing themselves, expressing them views through rhythms, music, sounds, beats, um, and uh, you know, it, it's just a, like you say, it's a universal thing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Beautiful thing. One of my favorite genres, for sure. All right. An Apple website um, accidentally hinted towards Apple Music apps coming soon to gaming consoles. So recently, uh, what went down was uh, somebody noticed the Apple Music icon has been showing up in PlayStation's 5 music menu. So there wasn't actually an app there, but they noticed that it wasn't actually linked, but they noticed the, the icon for the app. So shortly after, you know, because the person who saw it worked for like one of the major tech companies um, that reports on different things. And so they kind of blasted it out and other people are responding on Twitter like, yeah, I've seen it too. And so they decided to update that promotional page to kind of remove that portion away from it. So it looks like they accidentally spilt the beans because um, <laughs> they're offering you know, new things for people who buy the new AirPods or new Beats or something like that. So it was supposed to be a benefit. So they didn't mean to share everything all at once. So, you know, it would make sense for them to go ahead and do it because they currently offer Apple TV for like the PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series and so forth. So an Apple Music app would be the next best step. So, you know, if you're going to have a product, why not make it easy for your customers to enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I wish I had some access to the statistics on the age brackets that those are most highly um, sought after. You know, I mean, that'd really be interesting to compare, you know, the the, the 12 through 16s against the 17 through 21s and, and so on and so forth. You know, I mean, that that's that makes for interesting conversation right there. Yeah, it really does. So if you're listening and you've got that info, feel free to reach out to us and let us know because we'd love to discuss it. Absolutely. All right. And Spotify has added virtual merch tables for music artists in partnership with Spotify. So now there was always an option to be able to get merch, but this is kind of new because Spotify users will be able to see the featured product listings from Shopify right there on the streaming platform. So, you know, it's currently in beta mode, so we gotta wait for the full rollout. But um, right now, the spot, the Shopify merchandise on Spotify <laughs> is visible to listeners in the US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. 
Shopify and Spotify. That's a tongue twister right there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, good stuff coming. Mm, absolutely. All right. And okay, for people near the Des Moines, Iowa area, East Village is getting a new bar for vinyl listening. So it's going to be called Do Not Disturb. And it's got a new intimate cocktail bar slash chill hangout space where you can listen to vinyl. It's coming this holiday season. And they say that it was inspired by Japanese listening bars. So it's going to be a 1,200 square foot bar with uh, simple and classic cocktails. And also it'll host food pop-ups with local chefs. So, I mean, that sounds pretty incredible. I'm not anywhere near Des Moines, but, you know, it almost seems like it might be worth it for the trip because it sounds like a really, really classy idea and uh, setting. Yeah, not only that, um, uh, you know, when you speak of settings, you know, <laughs> that's far, far away and apart from the the metropolis types of setups, you know, so it's, it's kind of more laid back out there, you know, um, and uh, well, that's a good thing. So let's see how that works out. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, it also says a lot for what we've been seeing and speaking about so far with vinyl. So with the bar being focused on that, you know, it kind of lets you know it's not just a fad. I know a lot of people kind of thought so. Um, around the time vinyl started gaining steam, just saying like, okay, well maybe, you know, people are just kind of into it right now for the novelty, but it's been going strong for a while now. So, you know, it's definitely not one of those trends, but you know, it is a totally different way to connect to the music and uh, something that you kind of miss from MP3s. You know, technology is awesome. I'm not knocking it at all, but yeah, there's something about being able to actually hear the warmth from the vinyl and you know hold the albums in your hand that just does something special to you wouldn't you say i'd say i'd agree totally <laughs> agree totally on that topic yes all right and the free pop-up museum uh dedicated to skateboarding hip-hop and punk rock is open in montreal so um it's to mark the 25th anniversary of um, it's called underworld which is an underground music and skateboard store. Um, so it's reopening for a limited time from October 15th to November 6th. It'll be showcasing decks, music, photography, and more that gives a glimpse into the 1990s subcultures in Montreal. So, you know, if you're into that, definitely be worth checking out, especially since it's only gonna be available temporarily. But, you know, it's always kind of nice to, to look at specific segments and times and you know what was popular then or if it's something that you experienced to be able to re-experience it again or just learn so you know another little good tidbit for music lovers out there yeah well you know i mean i'm happy to be in this spot right now because you know we're kind of in the epicenter well not kind of we are in the epicenter of of uh educating folks uh, across many different platforms okay and so you know the more you listen as we've said before you know you might even want to get grab a, your own uh notebook or whatever pad or whatever because these topics that come out of our show you know, it can touch people in many different ways directions can educate folks and so you know there may be that great opportunity that pops up right in front of you that just derives right out of the info coming from this show so hey keep it up you know keep keep listening tell your friends and whatever tap on in because um you know you might miss what you're looking for 
Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, make sure you keep it locked. We're going to take a pause for the cause and then we'll be back for more music industry news right after this. with more music industry news all right uh, this is a a story that kind of comes with a little bit of a warning there but uh, a chicago man was sentenced to over six years for fake concert bookings and uh yeah (laughs) so romel murphy uh owned and operated real talent media group which was also known as real talent marketing group or rtmg and so using this company he would book artists for performances at concert venues all across the country and in iowa Uh, he would assure his clients that he could book performers he would draft false contracts and would receive the security deposits from people so then once the shows would fall through he'd offer to refund the deposits 
and create and send a false wire transfer form that would appear as if he had actually sent the wire transfer, but he hadn't even initiated it. So um, it did catch up to him, unfortunately, for most of those people that were out of that money by trusting him. Um, but he was ordered to pay $414,433 to 15 of 21 of his victims. So, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, a cautionary tale. Um, one, don't try to book or claim that you can book um, talent that you can't. And two, you can't take everybody's word for it. So, you know, apparently at some point in time, he was kind of close with celebrities and he was able to capitalize on that moment uh, when he did work with celebrities and kind of pretend as if he still had that same kind of pull. So, you know, it's it's really, really important that uh, you just watch out because um, there's a lot of people that um, take advantage of different situations and you don't want to be one of them. So, you know, make sure that you know who you're actually dealing with as best as you can. Um, yeah, that's like I said, it's a cautionary tale. Well, you know, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, now, if you're blessed with uh, being able to create um, different uh, entities or ideas and bring them to fruition and whatever, why don't you just stay on the positive with it? Why use that energy in a negative manner? And then here's another example. You use the energy in a negative manner and then it came back to bite him in the butt. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really kind of a, a skanky kind of approach. Um, you know, so in the end, at the end of the day, that person's name is just going to be thrown in there with the, the, the names of others who have just messed their own lives up as well as the lives of others. So let's stay on the positive. Keep it positive. Keep it moving. Keep it positive. If you got that kind of knowledge to create create on a positive tip <laughs> let that mm. negativity go because you'll end up either behind bars or that's the worst right there so just don't do it yeah yeah that's a great point yeah use that energy for good because yeah in his case he's behind bars and still has to pay back almost half a million dollars so it's not going to be a time serve and one and done type thing it's going to stick around for a while and so yeah the best, the the best thing that we all have is our name. Okay, so we gotta keep our name pristine. We gotta keep our name on the positive tip as as, as people who are are uh, not out to to take advantage of others because once you mess your name up and that's all you've got, <laughs> <laughs> your life is screwed. Your life is messed up for the rest of your life. Yes, yes, because if you notice, we started the story with the name and the names of the companies just in case six years later, all of a sudden, you know, you get this opportunity. We want you to know who it is because that's the first thing, just like Breezy said, the name is important. So, yeah, you got to be careful out here because it's so many people that don't use those powers for good, but, you know, just kind of want to get over. And, um, you know, in some ways, um, you kind of hear it celebrated on the internet a lot these days, like the finesse culture, like, oh, I finessed them out of this or that. But, you know, just like Breezy said, your name is your name. So, you know, once that stuff gets associated with it, people aren't going to want to deal with you anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. 
T-Pain has joined the advisory board uh, for Slip.Stream, which is a music licensing startup. And it runs a royalty-free library of over 50,000 tracks and more than 40,000 sound effects. And so it's got T-Pain added to their board now. And so far in June, they've raised $3.25 million for initial funding. So it'll be kind of interesting to uh, see what comes forth. Uh, regardless of how you feel about T-Pain's music, <laughs> if you've watched the This Is Pop, you know, he shared some of the sentiments that people shared with him. But you got to give him credit for uh, being an innovator. And so he, he thinks differently than most people. And I think that with him being a part of their advisory board, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they take off. So uh, one of the main claims to fame that they have is trying to work with Twitch and um, help those users use music from their library to prevent getting um, takedown notices, which is something that we've talked on here quite a bit about. You know, Twitch is doing their best to try to work with more music companies to kind of keep that from happening. But yeah, I'm excited to see what comes forth from this. Yeah, and, and that phrase, that phrase advisory board, I mean, that's a heavy phrase. You can't just mm-hmm. walk into any place and be on a, on become on a, uh, situated on an advisory board, you have to be invited for something like that, okay? And in in the invitation, that means that you have actually walked the walk, and you've uh, gotten your hands wet, your brain wet with uh, the involvements of whatever that business endeavor is. So you know, just to be offered to become part of an advisory board—that's a strong statement right there. So, um, shouts out to him, you know, for the work that he's done over the past few years and congratulations uh, on um, assuming that position, that role on the advisory board. Yes. Yes. And, you know, yeah, you brought up a good point that nobody can just walk in and, you know, take up that position. Could you imagine um, just random people from the street, just walking up, giving (laughs) advice, Hey, this is what you need to do. Nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to respect it. So yeah, kudos to him for uh, getting his stripes in the game. And, that yeah, opportunity. And, that's, and that's also part of that last story, that news story that we just gave. You know, when you you uh, got to use this stuff for the positive tips, you know, don't get, you only got one name, so don't smear it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, speaking of which, I, I wasn't fully going to go there, even though I kind of touched on it. But, you know, he gets a lot of flack for the whole auto tune thing. But if you really, really think about it to be able to do something so well that everyone starts overusing it and now people blame you for it. Like that's <laughs> that's a, a really, really uh, interesting uh, thing, I guess, to occur. That you can do it so well that people say, hey, I need that T-Pain sound or hey, and so next thing you know, everybody's using it. And then of course, everybody becomes mad with the person who made it that popular. But um, yeah, it's, it's an, an interesting concept in my book. yes I agree I agree alright Slick Rick is going to be mentoring YouTube Black Voices music class of 2022 so the um, classmates will have the opportunity to co-write and collaborate musically and he's going to be sharing his wisdom and guidance with all the grant recipients so I think that that's an awesome thing I love Slick Rick um, he's personally who I attribute my uh, the moment I fell in love with hip hop 
it was the first time I saw children's stories. So, you know, I, I think that that's a really exciting opportunity and you know, congratulations to everybody who gets to take part in that. Yeah, uh, big congratulations. I mean, um, that's that's actually overdue. So yeah, big congratulations. <laughs> All right, and okay, now we're getting into the whole international territory a little bit here, but Ireland pubs with live music are not going to be subject to new guidelines around ticketing. And those new guidelines are um, all live music events and late night hospitality has to be ticketed with the exclusion of the pubs with live music. But the attendees will also have to show a COVID certificate proving either vaccination or immunity. So, you know, we keep mentioning these stories keep popping up in all these different areas. Now you can consider Ireland as a part of it. So, um, yes, you got some decisions to make, some things to think about if you're going to be touring or, you know, we've got listeners over there, something that you need to keep in mind. You're either going to have to show the tests or your vaccination report. One or the other. Yep. And, you know, since we're kind of on the subject of the international thing, Korean music industry organizations are calling for more equitable social distancing guidelines. Now, okay, you know, a lot of times when you start a story where you got different groups asking for one thing, you're kind of curious, like, okay, well, why is the government in opposition to what they're asking for? Seems reasonable. But then sometimes once you kind of dig into the story, you can see, you know, what the, the difference may be. In this case, they have a very, very valid point. So here's the thing. These organizations are questioning why sports teams are allowed to accept fans at a maximum of 30% of the stadium's capacity. 30%. But concerts are only allowed to have a maximum of 500 people in the exact same stadium. So the location actually isn't the problem. It's the type of event for some reason, which is really, really awkward. And so, you know, hopefully uh, with them speaking out and, you know, trying to make things fair so that way the music industry can start to recover as well. I hope that they're able to make their point and that um, those adjustments are made because that makes no sense at all. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's all. I mean, I, hey, I mean, that's all I can say. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's just odd. But uh, yeah, it's just good to kind of know what's happening everywhere. And uh, once again, you know, with those um, events, most of those, they, the venues are allowed to have more people as long as everyone's vaccinated. If they allow unvaccinated people to come in, then that number gets cut down by quite a bit. So I think what we're going to start seeing here is, you know, more and more of this happening. So we've already mentioned all these other places, locations, and, you know, now add Korea to the mix, too. So, yeah, there's decisions to be made regardless of how you feel about it. You know, if you don't want the vaccine, you're well within your rights. So uh, just make sure that you're willing to get tested regularly so you can still enjoy live shows if that's what you want to do. Point well made. <laughs> all right. And there's a new documentary uh, coming forward called It's Different in Chicago. It discusses Chicago's house music and hip hop divide. So the documentary kind of details the whole momentum behind what they're considering the divide and how it's kind of still, well, both cultures are kind of still locked in the divide for respect at home and abroad. 
So it's scheduled to premiere as a part of uh, the Black Harvest Film Festival, which takes place during November 5th through December 2nd. So I'm kind of curious to see it. I hope that I'm able to gain access to it to be able to watch it. Um, Chicago house music and hip hop for that matter, both have been very influential on me musically um, and my style. Being in Kalamazoo, we're halfway between Chicago and Detroit. So, you know, we get a lot of that that essence kind of mixed into the music here. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really hyped to see it. Well, you know what? I, I, I got I to give a shout out to us um, and some other folks that are right along with us and we're with them. Number one, you know, we're excited to be part of a global podcast community. You know, I used to think a while back that, you know, the podcast community was a little bit uh over my head this that the other whatever and over the years it has solidified and tr grown tremendously so right now we're giving a shout out to grander radio out of grand rapids mm -hmm. michigan for the work that they do and actually uh supporting our show our broadcast and also to uh, sparks radio out of uh denver colorado you know we're we're growing some things are happening on the good side presenting this this great information uh to educate you um in many different ways of what's going on in the music industry and otherwise so yes support these guys grander radio and sparks radio because they're they're doing a whole lot of great things and, and actually you know helping this podcast community grow uh, of which we are part of right here on music marvels radio show so had to throw that in there yes indeed we're, we're very grateful to them so yeah make sure that you check them out they've got other great programming on as well so yeah we definitely want you to stay tuned when we're on but go ahead and leave it on and uh, check out what's coming up after that's right that's right <laughs> because, because we do you know right. so hey yeah. So we, we do as we say we, we do as we speak And so we want to uh, throw that out And have you do the same Yes Alright um, You know before we head out uh, <laughs> This is kind of A thing I don't know if you actually Caught it when it was going on on Twitter um, He has since deleted some of these Tweets but Meek Mill Recently blasted his record label Saying that he hasn't been paid so he didn't specify if he was talking about Maybach Music Group in particular or Atlantic Records. However, if you recall earlier this year, there was some buzz and reports going on that he wanted out of his Maybach Music contract. And when he was celebrating his birthday in Miami, he didn't let the label boss Rick Ross enter his section at the club. So, I mean, he didn't say who he was talking about, but by logical deduction, <laughs> you can probably assume that's what he means. So he actually threatened to post his contract online. That way people could see yeah, what type of verbiage was built into his contract. So, you know, he's like, yeah, I should show these people what record labels be on. So it's kind of, you know, one of those other cautionary tales. So it's like, yeah, I signed this, but when you really look at it, this isn't really fair. So, you know, his question was, right, and this is for anybody that might not really be aware of how this works but you know they give you the advance you go ahead you do your music they put it out and then once the label starts to recoup uh their costs that they spent to you know put it out market it and all that good stuff 
then that's when the artist starts to get more money on the back end portion of it. But they're going to recoup that initial money that they gave you and all those other things that it took to actually make the album successful. And so because of that, sometimes it can take a little bit longer. But he's saying based off of the numbers and everything that he did, he should have already been past that recoupment phase, but he still hasn't seen any money from it. So, you know, definitely something to kind of be aware of. Um, (laughs) You know, I I try to share information whenever I can uh, that kind of sheds a little bit of light on it because a lot of times these terms get kind of thrown around and um, people get nervous. You know, you're in a big deal. You've got these head honchos around you or whatever, and you don't necessarily want to say, hey, I don't really know what that means. Go ahead and ask questions. Go ahead and, you know, do your research ahead of time know what some of the popular things are um, that come up during these meetings so that way you have an understanding of uh, what you're actually signing to so yeah don't just look at the the dollar signs they have on the bottom the bottom line because everybody's like oh yeah they signed me for one mil two mil whatever the case is but that is not free money that they're giving you and so you know and the only reason why they're willing to give you that up front is because they know that they're going to make at least that back so yeah, you gotta make sure that the verbs that they have in there um, isn't shortchanging you. So another cautionary tale right here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I gotta throw this in there on the back end. You know, when it comes to um, sharing contracts that you have personally signed with an entity, <laughs> <laughs> that might not be a road you want to go down (laughs) because when you put that contract out there in the public for all to see then down the road when you're somewhere else you know here could be a great uh offer that's even you know that that just dwarfs that offer but that entity might be reluctant to sign with you uh because of what you did okay so keep those kind of, of keep those contracts and documents per, a private and personal with that entity that you know you've signed the document and contract with because once you put that's not really public knowledge so when you know if an artist or uh, if just an average everyday person they put that out there for all to see believe me it might make the impact right then but before the whole day is over that's going to come back to bite you yes Absolutely. So, yeah, you definitely have to be careful with this stuff. Um, We have mentioned before um, discussing when DJ Quick wasn't happy with the royalties that he was receiving and burned the check. And, you know, people are like, well, what if the record company sees this and says, oh, well, you don't want that. And maybe we don't send this. So, I mean, it's it's understandable as artists. You know, we're we're really sensitive to begin with so you know the the knee-jerk reaction comes from our passion about what we do but just as breezy said you got to be careful because that stuff stays on your record the the next label the next management team will remember that so yeah just just be careful with what you're doing out here (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely yes all right we're gonna take another quick break and then we'll be right back to close out the night with you. Okay.
right and that wraps up this episode of music marvels with the chickle beats and breezy gibson we're glad that you hung out with us and we really really want you to come back and do it again next week because we'll be here with more goodness for you yeah yeah and i gotta bring this up too um for the listeners from sea to shining sea and beyond all over the globe need to take a minute and actually visit a chick with beats.com because whether you know or not this young lady right here is a trailblazer plus also a fireball as far as advising artists as far as creating sounds and rhythms and so on and so forth uh, she may have already created the sound or rhythm um, that you're looking for that can be your next biggest hit okay so um, don't just gloss over that you gotta dig in there deep reach out email text her or whatever and, and uh, but most definitely visit a chick with beats.com and take the time to filter through all the levels that are on that site because uh, there's nothing but goodness in there nothing but goodness in there and and uh, she's one of the hard one of the hardest working women in business period okay so so reach out and uh you know you don't have to be a woman to do that there's plenty of men that have done that and are doing it so don't overlook that and then on the others on the b side uh we got different entrepreneurial activities going on and opportunities going on so reach out uh to this show because there could be something right there that can help generate uh some uh additional profits for you wherever you may be and so make sure you do that a chick with beats.com and you'll be the better for doing that and again entrepreneurial side uh opportunities and so forth we got them right here so until we get back next week i'm gonna turn it right back over to a chick with beat <laughs> yes thank you so much for that so you know as breezy had already mentioned you know make sure that you check us out Tell your friends about it. Tune in. Bring your notepad. And uh, yeah, you know where to find us next week. Same time, same place. Tune in. Tell a friend. And we'll see you then. Peace. Show your right. Peace. <laughs>